welcome to the fifth out of a sixth episode series focusing on some ethical and moral concerns regarding technology and music. In episode four, I mentioned two very depressing case studies on aware, semi-aware and blissfully, my word, unaware consumers. And I quoted various depressing statistics. Not perceiving illegal downloading and listening as stealing constitutes an easy example of technological developments facilitating the divorce of one's conscience from the act. But a more nuanced analysis can actually produce critically sound yet opposing convictions, depending on whether the musician or listener adheres primarily to principles of fairness or to principles of justice. In uh, the article, Justice and Fairness are not the same thing, uh, Goldman and Cropanzano explore the distinction via three independent lines of reference, as they say, pinpointing the characteristics of each term thusly. Quote, Justice denotes conduct that is morally required, whereas fairness denotes an evaluative judgment as to whether this conduct is morally praiseworthy. A just procedure, for instance, might provide voice, but voice may or may not be viewed as fair, depending upon the individual and the situation. The different moral priorities emerging due to diversity of thought, lived experiences, and societal framework lead to taking contextualized moral decisions that cannot be unified in a singular universal code of behavior across cultures and countries. Because the music milieu's priorities take different forms, and social norms of behavior differ from one location and or culture to another. Uh, There is a nice quote on the topic by Beats in his 1991 article, Personal Morals and Professional Ethics. Quote, the morals of an individual are the result of many varied criteria, such as childhood development, religious faith, personal experiences, and philosophy. The combined effect of these factors will likely be part of any decision that has moral implications and may guide the person to select the course of action that will best serve respected authorities, other persons, the individual, or any combination of these potential influences. In some societies, uh, that was end quote, in some societies, certain moral and ethical predicaments discussed here will never even occur. The notion of personal property may not be strongly developed, 
Professional musicians may not even exist. Internet payments may not be possible due to poor or inexistent secure internet. Streaming rules would differ as well as local laws, etc. Well, uh, a hedonistic morality is not always eudaimonistic morality on a large scale. In fact, professional codes of ethics do exist in part because, and here I quote, some individuals will act only in their own self-interests um, if or restricted in their behavior. An ethics code can influence such egocentrism by requiring adherence to rules which are promulgated to benefit all members of the professional organization. In a broader sense, however, ethics rules of a profession should not only be designed for its members, but also for the public that they serve. Accordingly, professional ethics codes are generally held to be in the public interest. So this is also a quote from Beatsy's article. In the last episode of the series, I will enumerate the code of ethics that I propose for independent professional musicians. And uh, we will um, finish this six-episode series together. Thank you and have a nice day.